Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. I'm your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we will be discussing what if Thor were an only child. This is the seventh episode of the new Disney Plus series entitled What If? The series flips the script on the MCU by reimagining famous events from the film in an unexpected way. The series is directed by Brian Andrews, and the head writer is A.C. Bradley. But before we dive into this episode, let me introduce you to my amazing co-host. Go ahead, sir. Ladies and gentle vapors, once again, it is I, the vape god, Fletch Malone, deciding to bless you with my presence. But Xavier, as always, it is a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, sir, and I appreciate you blessing us with your presence. It would definitely be a boring episode without you. And this episode was the opposite of boring, because we got Party Thor. It wasn't the Party Thor that I was expecting, but I was happy with it. (laughs) I I thought this episode was going to be named, like, What If There Was a Party Thor. So when I saw What If Thor Were an Only Child, I was like, ah. I was like, well, there's the Nexus event. (laughs) Basically, in a nutshell. That was easy. (laughs) So, uh, basically, Odin, instead of adopting Loki, he gives him back to the Frost Giants, and they raise him, and apparently he becomes Prince over there, so it still works out for him. Uh, The Watcher tells us, without his brother to keep the things lively, Thor became a different prince. He grows up to be the spoiled only child of Frigga and Odin. So before and it see- seems that without Loki, that there was uh, there was peace amongst the realms. You know that was true because he wasn't running around trying to conquer things. Exactly. I, I did like how the episode. Well, I mean, we're gonna go into you know a deep dive to the episode, but I like how it started out like Loki was like uh, not Loki, like Thor was taking over Earth just like Loki did. And then he was, yeah. like, he was like, I'm the prince of party. Everyone's like, yeah, sure. And then everyone gets drunk and has a good time. I thought this episode was kind of refreshing because we did kind of have a couple dark episodes in a row. And even this, even the, this one had a, a dark ending, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, that was. Ooh, that one threw me for a loop. So the voice actors for this uh, episode, we did get Chris Hemsworth back as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and never have too much Loki. Uh, Kat Dennings as Darcy, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fleury, even though he only had like I think one line in the whole thing. Uh, Jeff, hey, Goldblum. Man, this may be your party, but this is my boy. <laughs> that was his one line. The whole episode. We got Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster uh, reprising that role again, which I don't know what it is about Jeff Goldblum, but I, I love him in, in Marvel. Hey, like I pop for it. And Howard the Duck. Yep. Howard which the Duck. There's, a, there's another thing we got to get to a little bit later. It was a little weird. Yep. He made another appearance. Uh, we yeah. got Kobe Smolders as Maria Hill, Craig uh, mm-hmm. Craig as Agent Coulson. Frank Grillo as uh, Brock Romlow. I'm going to mess up this, this guy's first name. Taka Watiti <laughs> as Korg. Karen Gilliam yeah. as Nebula. 
Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif, and Seth Green as Howard the Duck, Rachel House as Topaz. We got just about everybody. Huh? We got just about everybody back. Yep. And Clancy Brown as Surter. However you say that. Yeah. The fire. The big, yeah, the big devil, the guy. Mephesto. Oh, wait, no, 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 not Mephesto. Um, that is not Mephisto. I don't know if you saw the stuff online where everybody tries to compare everything to being Mephisto some type of way. Oh, every every show, every episode. It's like, hey, there was a six that was upside down. That is Mephisto. It's like, come on, guys. It was it was just an address that had six in it. Like, right. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked about the uh, Nexus event. Then the show starts with... Uh, Odin going into Odin's sleep, and Frigga goes off to celebrate the solstice with some of her sisters. Thor is supposed to stay home and study. Instead, <laughs> yeah, right. It's instead him, Lady Sif, and the Partier Three uh, head down to Midgard for the biggest spring break ever. Mean, meanwhile, Jane and Darcy are in the desert tracking celestial anomalies. Alom- uh, I messed up that word. Anom- it's not coming out of my mouth. So- All good. <laughs> Jane's been trying to get in touch with S.H.I.E.L.D. to warn them of an alien invasion because she sees the same thing that happened when another planet got destroyed. So she's like, oh my God, they're coming to destroy us. And turns out that it's just Thor, um, I guess, using the Bifrost. Yeah. Um, to come down to Earth. So, oh, where am I? They drive to the strip. Jane attempts to warn Thor that his action will cause terrible destruction across the Earth. And then they both kind of start, especially Thor, started getting all googly eyes with each other. And it just comes apparent that no matter what universe we're in, Jane Foster and Thor are a thing. Yep. So... I like that they're kind of establishing all these things. These, like, fixed points in time. Yep. Like, it is destined for these two to fall in love. Yeah. Speaking, real quick, speaking of two people falling in love, can we talk about Darcy the Duck, please? Oh, yeah, so we get those two going on a date. Slash, not date. No, brother, we get those two getting fucking married. Yeah, that, yeah. the first thing went on a date, not date, for uh, half-price nachos. I think that, that's what the quote was. She claimed it wasn't a date, <laughs> and then by the end of the night, they were married. By Elvis impersonator, of course. Yeah. When in Vegas. You know, if I was getting married in Vegas, I'd make sure it was an Elvis impersonator, personally. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to go to Vegas just have a regular-ass wedding. Right now, it's, it's got to be a Vegas wedding. So we get Loki showing up with the Ice Bros. I noticed that Loki was not um, using his powers too much. I'm like, does he? I have- don't think he had the powers because he was with the Frost Giants and not with the Asgardians. So you're saying that was an Asgardian thing? That he learned that? That's what I would believe. I gotta look up Frost Giants because I I thought he was still like 
I don't know. I thought that was just like his powers that he's always had, but I just thought that they would have like ice powers. You know, one thing that I thought was cool, I don't know if you caught this, but I think it was at the end of, uh, I can't remember what movie it was the end of, but it was a scene where Dr. Strange and Thor are talking and, um, they're basically saying they got to go get Loki. Yeah. Well, remember he gave, he had that beer mug and when you drink the beer mug, it just filled back up with beer. Did you see that that made a return yeah. this episode? Yeah. He, he made, he made a statement about it. Yeah. yeah he was like, uh, this is some magic. It, it never ends. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. One of those little things that only nerds like me probably point or saw well you you saw it too but nerds like yeah us. i don't know if uh i don't know if you caught the uh little little quips from loki when he first showed up talking about how uh brother from another mother brothers forever <laughs> yeah, i well, popped at that yeah he was like oh that's not my mother but you know we're brothers yeah right so we get nebula uh, she's cleaning up at the casino, and we get the Grandmaster DJing, cue the foam. We got Darcy and Howard the Duck getting married. We got Thor and Jane getting um, matching, no, not matching <coughs> tattoos, but getting tattoos, and everybody's just having a great time. Then the next morning, they all wake up hungover to S.H.I.E.L.D. beating down the door, and, yeah. And Jane tries to protect Thor from Maria Hill, who is the acting director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point, because Fury got knocked out uh, by Korg when Korg ran past him to do a cannonball into the Bellagio's fountain. Bro, I popped so hard when I saw Fury just go flying after Korg yells, ball of cannons. (laughs) I don't know what it is about Korg. I like Korg as a character. It's, he's hilarious. Yeah, man, that was great. So uh, we get Jane trying to plead for um, them to uh, kind of be mindful of what they do because that's going to set the standard for any time they deal with aliens and stuff like that. But she decides that she's going to call Captain Marvel with the infamous beeper. Is that a beeper? My dad has one of those, and he's a podiatrist. Wait, are you calling a podiatrist? I'm like, why is it a beeper? Like, it, it, they at least could have made it look like something different, but nope, it looks like a like mid-90s beeper. I mean, in all fairness, when it was made, it uh, was in the mid-90s. That's true. You know? All right, you got me there. They press the button, I... the symbol comes up on the beeper... Here comes Captain Marvel. So we get Carol Danvers and Thor going at it, which was kind of it was just kind of funny. I guess I don't know. I think this is probably the best version I've seen of Captain Marvel since the movies. Oh, she, was, she was okay in the movies, but in here she was giving Thor she was giving Thor problems. She was giving Thor them hands. Oh yeah. Oh oh, she was whooping ass. Thor was just like whoa. What's going on right now? Like you're an Earth woman? The hell? I love how they were punching each other from uh, continent to continent. Like that was yeah, I popped. 
I popped. They're li- literally fighting around the world. So Carol gives up. She returns to uh, Hill to regroup. At Darcy's suggestion, they can con- conduct uh, a plan to lure Thor into a barren area and try to nuke him. I was like, that's kind of a little extreme, but okay. So the thought process is, okay, if Captain Marvel, who has the power to basically nuke somebody, but as a failsafe, they will nuke Thor if they have to. So the party... Wild. I'm sorry? Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like, you know, I can probably, you know, nuke everybody by, you know, I know she didn't say by accident, but she like a punch or whatever she said. Right. She the, she said it wasn't worth the fatalities. Right. So meanwhile, the party continues. Monuments are getting destroyed, and then Thor decides that he is about to use the Sydney Opera House as a giant slide. And in the midst of doing that, Carol intercepts him. Um, they go at it for a little bit, and then. I kind of what I kind of I can't remember what made them stop fighting that time. Was that when his mother called him, or not called? Yeah, him? yeah, that's when Darcy them. Okay, so yeah, so Jane with uh, Darcy, they transmit a message to Heimendahl, who takes her to where Frigga was. She basically snitches on Thor. Not cool. Uh, I think Thor called it a party foul. Memory serves me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what so, was it that Captain Marvel said? She said, Kappa Kappa Frat Daddy or something. <laughs> and I was just dying. I wish she would have called him Chad. Hilarious. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so then Frigga appears to Thor and she begins to yell at him. Um, this is as. Uh, Hill is about to deploy the nukes. Thor insists that he's only on Midgard for an educational field trip, but Frigga's coming to check on him, and he better not be lying to her. So this leads to the MCU's all-time greatest montage as Thor begs his friends to help him clean up the planet. They all start leaving until he points out that um, his mother is coming, and when he says that Frigga is coming, everybody's like, oh! <gasps> And they start helping him clean. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, now I want to know more about his mom. Because apparently she's a bad B if uh, oh, yeah. everybody was like, okay, yeah, let's clean this place up. I mean, they're putting monuments back together again that were destroyed. Uh, they- I love that he rebuilt Stonehenge. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, that, that popped, man. They uh, straightened the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Which shouldn't have been straightened. Uh, So by the time she gets there, the planet is fine. Thor is uh, talking to a group of his friends, kind of like they're doing like a, uh, not a history lesson, but kind of like a lesson. And then he's like, oh, hey, mom, you know, and then Captain Marvel kind of helps him out and gives him an iPad and says that she put some stuff on there for him. She's going to call him next week to talk about it. Um, And then... You know, Frigga's happy. Called, I'm sorry. And then he calls Mjolnir. <laughs> yep. Which is covered in body gras beads and all kind of party stuff. 
I think it had a cape on it. And he would have got away. Not... He would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Oh wait, wait, wait wrong cartoon. Sorry. Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> so what's kind of interesting about this episode is okay. So at the end, Thor goes to Jane. Jane, uh, he asks her out on a date. And the watcher says that they live happily ever after. Then he gets a look on his face and he says, uh, he says, uh, uh oh, or something like that. And then that's when you see like all of these Ultron drones appear. And then you get, I guess, Ultron in the center of it with an infinity armor with all the infinity yep. stones and then the face of it opens and it's vision's face it's evil vision like it, they just they better follow up on season two xavier or i swear to the council of gods above that i will riot at marvel's door so you think it's the evil vision, not a evil Ultron? Well, Ultron I, is kind of evil. So never I mind. guess they're the same thing. Evil, evil vision would be Ultron. That's true. So then I'm it's, wondering, because like, like we've been saying, it seems like the Watcher is becoming more and more evolved as these these stories are coming out. And so here he's like, hey, everything's going to be, ha- they live happily ever after. But. Oh, shit. <laughs> this situation is happening. So it's like it caught him off guard, which it really shouldn't have caught him off guard because he knows what's supposed to be, ha- what's happening. Like, so that just got me thinking like, okay, what, how, where, where is this going to, because this, this all has to go somewhere. Right. So I'm wondering what's going to happen these next two episodes. What are they setting up these next two episodes? Because it has to be something. You can't can't set up this big tease with no payoff. Right. Which they really have set up a tease in every single one of these. Literally every episode. And so it's like, what are they going to roll with? Like, I, I get it that they're setting up all these different universes because we have all these multi. We have the multiverse now. Uh, because of Loki, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, what? No, well, yeah, play? Loki. Sorry, I forgot that she was actually Loki. So, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated in, in where this is going to go, but I'm still sad that there's only two more episodes after this, man. Yeah, I am too. I've still got to see Shang Chi, so we can talk about that. Like. In two weeks, what are we going to talk about, X? I know we talked about doing the whole, you know, movie review thing. Yeah. Who, uh, maybe maybe we should let our, our viewers decide what we do after this because we have a long time Ooh. until Hawkeye. Um, we'll probably get on here and talk about Venom. There will be Carnage, if I got the name Yes, right. and I have finally watched Venom. Woo! I like Boy, Venom. A lot of people didn't like Venom, but I, I thought it Venom was so was good. good. Like, was it the greatest movie ever made? No. Did I expect it to no. be the greatest movie ever made? No. No. <laughs> but it was good. 
it was really good. Like I, I really enjoyed Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I don't like the guy that played the villain. Um, can't remember his name. It's been so long ago, but he played the other uh, Venom symbiote. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he played a great villain. He did. He did. It was. It was. It was done really well. Like he was. He started off as just like this guy that. It, it, yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast. We can do a movie review on Venom. Already is there anything you want? But to yes, viewers, left, right, behind, and front. Look all around you. Figure out and decide for us. Go on that Twitter machine. Decide what we do in the next session of podcasts. Decide what we do it on. Do we do movie reviews? Do we do comic reviews? That'd be interesting. You know, give us give us your ideas. Hit us up on that Twitter machine. Yep. And so we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And so where you can hit us up at, you can hit me up at Xavier Mustafa on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, or at XM Cinema on Facebook. Twitter and on Instagram, or you can hit my boy up, the Vape God at Vape God Fletch on Twitter, the Fletch Malone on Instagram, Fletch Malone on Facebook and YouTube. Vape God Fletch on PSN and Twitch. Give that one a follow. I'm starting to stream more regularly. It's gonna be fun times. Uh, and then Pro Wrestling Tees, Brainbuster Tees, and StoreFrontier.com. Just search Fletch Malone, and you will find all the latest Vape God merch. And there are two new shirt designs coming out within the next week. So stay tuned. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, to bow down. And with that being said, until next time, everybody, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. Yo! <laughs>